Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Hola, hola, mi gente. I'm Jessica Yanez, and this is the Wine and Chisme podcast, a podcast created to amplify voices and share the stories of people from BIPOC communities doing remarkable things, all while sipping on a glass of wine. So welcome to your new Wednesday. The Wine and Chisme Wednesday. Jessica, meet Malou. Hi, Jessica. Hi, Malou. How are you? Good. How's, how's that going? rhymes? <laughs> <laughs> Never heard that before. There are a lot of things that rhyme with Malou. <laughs> Sorry, I can be really cheesy and corny. Well, you know, we're just going to have fun. But um, Malou, I hear that you are like the wine person is what Danny told me. The wine person who just loves wine. I don't know a lot about it. I just know what I like. <laughs> See, honestly, that's that's same with me, but I've been learning a lot more going through this whole thing. So do you guys know what chisme means? I do. Gossip. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So Filip- I'm Filipino. But okay, it's, so uh, chisme. Yeah, chisme. Exactly. <laughs> so, CDA, the words are close. Yes. I Google I Googled it. I didn't know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we use that. Cheese mess. Yeah. So the so when I put the wine and cheese man, it's really about obviously enjoying wine and giving people the opportunity to spill their own spill their own cheese man on their own terms, right? Yeah, that's yeah. that's kind of how I took it. Take a little spin on it. I love wine, I love cheese, I love cheese man. Why not put it all together? Yeah. <laughs> but I'm so excited to have you both here. I mean, I have two of the three hosts of California Live right here. So, you know, before we get into the cheesement, we always get into the wine. And I have my wine because I drink wine with every episode. Um, <laughs> Part of the job. I mean, it's really hard. It's really, really hard. I don't, I don't know how people do it, but you need, you, know, you need it. I am drinking. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we do what we can, you know. I had to sneak that in. I've had a morning. I just had to sneak that in. I mean, <laughs> salud. We can do whatever. That's the that's the benefit of having a podcast. Is I and a podcast surrounding wine. Is I could sit here and just drink an entire bottle, and nobody's the wiser. They're like. Nope. That's just what you do. <laughs> and you make it last all day. Let me tell you, I, I just tried this new sparkling wine. It's made in the same type of as champagne, and it's called Las Amigas. They are the first, I don't know if I told you about it, Danny. They are the first Latinas in the United States to create a, like a sparkling wine. Oh, my God. And, so I've been talking about this. I love yes. it. Yes. <laughs> I'm not kidding. And they, it's a cuvee because it's the highest quality of grape. And they do it in the same way that they do it in champagne as far as the process. It's, it was laid from 2013 until now. They bottled it till this year. and Or, I mean, not bottled it, but finally released it. And I am not normally a bubbles person, but that um, sparkling wine is so good. I went through the entire bottle and I did not have a headache. <laughs> nice. Right? That's always a concern when it comes to bubbles. Having a headache, did not have a headache, finished the whole thing. It was so delicious. So today I'm having a this is a this was a gift. I'm having a domain semper. I don't know. It's a French wine. I don't know. I'm probably completely butchering it, but this is what it looks like. Ooh. I'm not good on all the European wines and champagnes and 
That's a cute bottle. The so beautiful. Beer. I, yeah. yeah. So it's you a- should. So I'm almost like Jessica. You should ask Malou about this because I think she's going to start her own wine. Are I've you? Talking, I've been talking about this about sparkling wine. I was just talking to a friend of mine today about like I want to start my own sparkling wine, and I basically go to the ones that I like. Like I like. I do like Chandon. Uh-huh. I love the I love the price point too. Um, I like Vouv too. So I'm trying to combine both. And what's the other one that we like, Danny? The uh, the LP Rosé. Oh my gosh, Laurent Perrier. I don't know how to say it. Um, the Rosé, amazing. So oh good. my gosh, I have not had a sparkling Rosé in a while. I've had a couple. We had a wine tasting last month where we had a Rosé, and it was one of everybody was like, "This is the best Rosé I've ever had." And it's from Aldina Vineyards um, in Santa Rosa. Oh, and Santa Rosa. Yeah, in Santa Rosa. And everybody's like, oh my gosh, this is the best wine I've ever had. So let me ask you, because I know we have limited time. How, and we're going to be drinking, and I will talk about, I will talk about the wine afterwards, but. I, I got to go get my bottle. I think I got to go get my bottle. Get your, girl, get your bottle. Get your <laughs> bottle. We'll, we'll hold on. I'm we'll sorry. Get, get your bottle. I'll, okay, this is called Bandel. I mean, it's a T. It looks like a C. It's don't, I don't, I'm, I don't know French and I don't know how to pronounce anything in French. So I'm totally, I know I'm totally completely butchering this. I'm, yeah, I'm looking I'm not good at French. And um, it's a Bendol red wine Pro, uh, product of France, but it's in, so, but it's bottle or I don't know, but it has Berkeley on it. Interesting. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. See, so I'm like product a, of France, I'm a, yeah. imported, and then I guess distributed by some place in Berkeley. I'm guessing. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm a champagne and white wine person. So, what's the name of it again, Jessica? What is it? Domaine Tempier. Yeah, I don't know how to say that. Uh, I don't know. I'm but, I'm so sorry. Like I said, it was a gift. Ooh, I love that sound. This is one of my favorite. It's the Chandon, the, the, it's the, it's the Blanc de Pinot Noir. Okay. So this is like the best pipe. You go to Chandon, it's like 30, $35. If you go to Safeway or I don't know what they call it there, uh, Danny, which what's the comparable. Wow. It's like $14. Um, Are you yeah. serious? Yeah. 14, $13. Best bargain ever. Oh, wow. Seriously. That is good. Yes. I don't really know how this wine is, but I. You got to buy six. <laughs> you got to buy six. You can't buy one. You have to buy six. At fourteen dollars, buy yeah. six. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Right? Danny, yeah. do you have anything you're enjoying with us? Are you partaking with us? Oh yeah. That's oh yeah. I was like I was sneaking. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. I was reading this while you were sneaking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're reading. I was sneaking. I was like, wow. <laughs> well, salut, yeah, ladies. ladies. Thank yeah, you so salut. much. I'm a, I'm a champagne Cheers. person or white wine. Um, that's okay. We'll drink yeah. all the reds. Yes. <laughs> For you. So we're ready. Fire away. Jessica, we're all yours. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. I know this was like super quick turnaround. When that's why I was like, oh, we could do it next year. And Danny's like, no, no, no. Let's just do it. Let's get it. Let's let's sit down. I was like, okay. And she's like, and I'll tell Maluk she loves wine. I was like, all right, cool. I'm down <laughs> with you. it. I'm always like, I like to roll with the punches. That's just how life is. So and you know, I've seen Danny, I've seen you guys on California Live, and you seem fun, so I was like, okay, she can come on. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having me. It <laughs> was a little Thank fun, you. yeah. Little yeah, fun. we always want fun. Um, so I know you guys have been doing, Malou, when did you start? Because I know, Danny, you were like for, with California Live since inception, since it started. Malou, when did mm-hmm. you join California Live? I was actually there from the beginning, too, uh, January last year, 2019. Okay, maybe I, I just on the field. Oh, yeah. Okay, now because I see now all three of you like on the thing. On the box. Quite, yeah. yeah, on the. I don't know the terms. I'm not the TV person. I'm now no apparently problem. I'm a podcast person now. No the triple box. The triple box. She knew. She knew. <laughs> kind of similar box. to what we have going right here, right? Yeah. <laughs> but you made your way from CBS to. You were with previous previously with mm-hmm, CBS mm-hmm. doing affiliate stuff, Danny. What was like? What made you kind? Because of, you were like news, news. You went yeah. from like serious news to 
entertainment, lifestyle stuff. What made you decide to, normally I would get into all of your info, but I know we're limited time. So (laughs) what made you pivot from that into more entertainment lifestyle? Yeah, no one wants to hear my whole history. It's it's very boring. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah, they do. (laughs) No, yeah. Uh, no, you know, really, it's like, I mean, I think it's just like what everyone is. It's burnout. You know, when you're in hard news, I did politics for three years. I was in D.C. and then came out to California. And it was like mudslides, fires, shootings, um, you know, police violence. It, it, it's just a lot. And when you work, um, you know, when you work on the network level, you don't have a time that you punch in or punch out. You know what? You know, your shift isn't eight to two and then someone comes in. So I was always on call. I was always gone. It's physically draining, emotionally draining a little bit. And it's like, I just wanted to change, you know, since I started doing TV when I was like, I don't know, like 24 or five, it's a long time. You know, I look very youthful, but I'm older. And, (laughs) And, you know what I mean? After like almost, you know, uh, I don't want to date myself, but Malou, you can speak to this. After doing that for so long, it's like, oh my gosh, I, I, I can't anymore. Like I can't, I can't sit around and talk about a fire or shooting and I just can't. Yeah. You know, I think the last straw for me was the Las Vegas shooting. I remember I got that call at 1030 at night oh. and I had to get into my car and drive to Vegas. Oh, yeah. I was and in I was Vegas like, that I'm weekend. We were at the um, Mandalay Bay. Oh. And we were at the pool. We were hanging out with all those people that you were, were there. The festival. Oh. We left. We almost stayed another night, but I had an interview the following day. So we literally left a few. I got home. And once we got, we left a few hours before it happened and I had been posting about it and people saw mm-hmm. that I was at Mandalay Bay and I wake up in the morning. So I didn't know what had happened. Cause I went home and just knocked out. I was so tired yeah. and I woke up and I had like, uh, over a hundred text messages. I had like 20 something voicemails because everybody's asking like, am I okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? And then you know, we had met people that went to the festival and they, I mean, they're traumatized even to this day of everything that happened. So I, I, it it just, even though we weren't there, just being so proximity wise, kind of so close to it and everything was really like, Ooh, like really, really weird. It's a weird feeling because I would, like I said, you were not there, but you're so like proximity wise to it. It's just a very odd, ominous feeling. No, it was bad. And it was like when I, by the time I got there, you know, like stuff wasn't cleaned. So there was still, oh my still goodness. Blood ev- you know what I mean? There was still oh blood God. everywhere. You go into a casino to use the bathroom. You would see like, you know, it was just like not a good situation. Um, and so that was, I was like, you know what? I can try to do something else. And it's funny. Once I started working, um, First, when I, when I moved to California from D.C., because politics is just so draining in itself, everyone's like, oh, my God, you look so refreshed. You look so whatever. And then when I left CBS and I started doing everything, I mean, that's all I hear from people. You look so happy and you look so rested. And I'm like, because I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing what sleep does for you. It's amazing. Seriously. Right. Did you have those early hours? Did you have early hours or regular hours? You know, well, with CBS, I didn't have early hours unless I was on assignment somewhere. So, like, my every day was, like, a regular, like, go to work at 8 o'clock. But, mind you, you know, we were working on New York time. So, they're awake Mm. at, you know, whatever. Oh, my gosh. At 4 in the morning. And everybody wants something. And it's like, you know, it's 4 a.m. in Los Angeles right now. Thank you. (laughs) What was your, your, prior to coming to California Live, what was your previous thing that you were doing because I don't know much of your history oh yeah I was a news anchor a long long time ago I was always trying to do news so I did news from like um well in the 90s up until 2000 and I was just like Danny I was like I can't do this anymore (laughs) I'm like burnt I'm depressed this is sad stuff I just you know I'm waking up at 3 a.m or 2 a.m um so I went into entertainment on a show called Evening Magazine and just started doing lifestyle stuff. And just like Danny, same sort of thing, you know? Rested, okay. happy, grew my hair out. <laughs> I got to she's being, she's being modest. Like, she's I being modest to... about this Evening Magazine thing. 
So just okay. Just, I need you to spill the cheese, man, yeah. Danny. I need you. I need to. I need to hear the. Don't be modest, girl. Here you can brag. I need the cheese, man. <laughs> I need to know what the situation really was. The There's cheese, ma. Cheese. You said it right. Cheese man? I think cheese Yeah, it's a cheese man. What's a cheese man? What's a cheese man? <laughs> That's a long time ago, though. That's like 20 years ago. She, okay, so I'm just going to say so she did the show with Mike Rowe, and the whole oh. like dirty job situation started out of this show that they did. Oh, really? Yeah, he was a lot of fun to work with. <laughs> that, was a, that, was a, uh, that was a long time ago. She's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did. I just got, got totally into entertainment and entertainment lifestyle and it was a show that aired at 7 p.m monday through friday and uh after i stopped doing that when mike did his own dirty jobs thing i went independent just did my own productions for like 12 years and actually california live is the first full-time job i've had in 12 years <laughs> oh really <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've been working for myself just doing my own productions but how is that going from working independent to now it was hard it was hard it was hard, but it, it needed to be done. It was, it, it's fun. I mean, it's really good to continue to do other things that challenge you um, and that get you into the mix every day. Um, Cause what I was doing before was just like weekly shows or commercials or corporate videos, but this has been a lot of fun. I mean, you're just living your best California life, right? I mean, just, right. <laughs> yeah. I know you fun. guys do really cool stories. Okay. Not celebrity wise. What are the coolest stories you guys have done since you've been on California live? What has been your favorite? That's a good question. Non-celebrity story. Because well, you know that. <laughs> you know what? It's this is so weird. <laughs> Silence as we're both thinking about it. <laughs> you know, when you do when you do TV every day, you forget. You Not do. that you forget, forget, but you forget. Yeah. You yeah, end up remembering you end up remembering moments, I think. It's not so much the story that you cover, but I, I don't know about you, Danny, but for me it's like it's the moments. Okay, well, what's a good, what's a moment that you really remember? Um, well, for day, like, I, I, when you were with Shaq, I was going to say that time with Shaq and you made that basket. That was pretty cool. Oh, I, don't yeah. know if that's one of your, I don't know if that's one of your favorite moments, but. No, it favorite. was because I, like, totally drilled it, and it was, like, one shot only, so that was cool. Um, I don't know. It's like when people ask me, what's my favorite podcast? I'm like, oh, my, what, they're like, which one is the favorite, mo your favorite one that you've done? I'm like, oh, Lordy. I don't you know. know. This is what I was doing when I was like, oh my God, they keep calling me because we're kind of doing a uh, re but we're trying to put holiday. Yeah, we're trying <laughs> to put holiday shows together. And they're like, what story did you do? And I'm just reminded like I did the Cirque du Soleil, like I climbed the pole with the pole climber. So Wait, did you, how far did you get? I only got halfway because they asked me to stop because they were scared I was going to get hurt. But I could have gone further, but. They but that's like, something to also be proud of because that means you're a badass that you can do that because I would just be able to hang right there and would not be able to get any farther. <laughs> yeah, it's very weird. I don't know if I can do it now because of COVID. I've got like the COVID 30 on me, 19 or 20. Maybe it's like 20. Don't. COVID 20. And so I can't get up the pole like that. But that was fun. I'm a Star Wars fan. So I like going to like when the it opened at Disneyland, the Star Wars. Star Wars world that was kind of cool and I had like a Princess Leia braid on I don't you know it's so weird I just it, it just depends I have to look that up I'm gonna have I, to find that Princess Leia with that Princess Leia braid it was a braid it's just like a braid that I attached to my head <laughs> I, I, I probably look crazy but um yeah like those moments yeah it's like moments like that they're fun it all gels together. Tacos. We we made a taco together. Remember we had a taco war? Oh. In studio? Or no, in studio? taco or fried chicken. Yeah, the hot chicken. That wasn't us. <laughs> <laughs> that was, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> Your most favorite moments that you've experienced. Malou did like, okay, Malou, I remember this. Malou did some like slam dunk thing at the Warriors where she was like flying. Yeah, and you were like. It's definitely stuff like that at the moment. It's like getting to do that. Or the other one, can you say bad words on here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Sure. Um, 
it was that time and the signal dropped out. Danny, remember that? And I was in um, Petaluma <laughs> throwing shit around. And you get, you get this, literal it's, shit. It's, yeah, cow shit. And you, <laughs> you throw, you throw, it's a throw, it's a, uh, a shit throwing contest. And it's who can throw it the farthest. It was so much fun. It's like literally I threw some shit around and that was fun. I was just like, whack. Uh, I'm very, I'm very competitive. Um, but it's that, it's that kind of stuff. I had fun doing that. Or my other favorite one, which is kind of crazy for a lot of people too, is I've always wanted to take people on a live cable car ride through San Francisco and getting, you know, and getting to do that live was a highlight for me for sure. Doing that on California street, Knob Hill, the top of the hill, going down through Chinatown. Yeah. While live was pretty fun with a celebrity. Um, they call him the bell ringer, bell ringing champion. So he plays music with the uh, cable car bell. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was a highlight, too. Um, that was a really good, that was a fun story. You should actually remind them about that, because I think that will remind people of, like, pre-COVID, make them happy. That guy yeah, is hilarious. Yeah, the cable cars don't run anymore. They haven't been running. I would, yeah, I was just in San Francisco in August. I took a road, I took a road trip. Went through Napa, of course, uh, and then my nephews came back with me because my sister lives in Portland, and so two of my nephews drove back with me, and we spent two nights in San Francisco, and there were things that they wanted to do that, unfortunately, we just we couldn't do because of COVID, yeah. but speaking yeah. of that, like, how has everything, because you guys are California Live, you guys do a lot of live shots, you guys do a lot of different things, how has COVID made you guys adjust to how you guys are working and, and what you're doing? Malou, you go first, because I think you probably are more affected than, than I've. Adjust? Yeah. Well, for us, because we don't get to go out as much, um, you know, and show people places because a lot of things are shut down. Indoor dining is shut down. Um, it's a lot more challenging getting out there and showing people what's going on. But we're, we're, we're trying to dig. Yeah, it's been, it's been rough. <laughs> it's really been hard. Yeah. Right. Just the change of, of way of life. So you're kind of like trying to dig for things that people can actually do at home or safely um, teach people how to cook at home. But man, I'm getting tired of that cooking at home thing. <laughs> <laughs> Have you had well, to like actually your segment is cooking or is it just interviewing people that are cooking? Before you answer that, yeah. Malou, Jessica, you need to call her out. Look at that freaking kitchen behind her. I know. I that's what I was asking. Every day. That's, that's, that's what I was asking because I saw so her kitchen. Look at that kitchen. Oh, it's, it's torture. Okay. If you oh, saw my I little pinky kitchen. <laughs> right. Yeah. This came out of COVID. I had to get, I had to get out of the city. I had to, I had to get here. I had to get here. Bigger yeah. space. So. <laughs> Where are you at? Sorry, Where I, didn't I didn't mean to interrupt. Continue. But. No, no, no. Yeah. I, I mean, that's a legit why I asked the question, because I'm looking at her kitchen and I'm like, oh, I would love to cook in that kitchen because I like to cook, right? I love to cook. But don't you like to cook for a lot of people, which is yes. like the biggest shock and the hardest thing. I love entertaining. I come from a big family. Normally on Thanksgiving, it's like seriously 75 to 100 people. And um, yeah, because my mom's the oldest of 15. So I have a lot of cousins and oh, wow. uh, in-laws, family. So this year it was like, you know, 14 people outside. But so, you know, that part is hard. Like, you just don't want to cook as much because it's like, you want to be able to entertain everyone. <laughs> yeah. Here, I, like, it was just, I did, my parents live in Orange County. And so they drove down, my parents and my sister. So I cooked for them. It was, I wanted to give my mom a break. She's always the one who's mm. cooking when we do family right. stuff like that. So, but it, I have a, I'm in a one bedroom apartment in San, in like downtown San Diego. So it's not like I'm in a huge spot. Right. 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 And so it was interesting working through and I was just like, mom, just go sit down. Like, don't worry yeah. about it. I got it. It's fine. Just rest up. And once I said that, she Aww. fully took advantage of it. <laughs> I was like, do you appreciate not doing anything? Yeah. And she's like sitting, laying down with my dad on the couch. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's been hard, but like, you know, like I said before, so Malou used to be out in the field every day. So I can only imagine when I say that is like more for her. It's just like to be out and doing stories every day. And then all of a sudden they're like, okay, you have to be at home every day and do, you know, these kind of phone calls and Zoom calls. It's like, it's, it's hard. And then you're in the same space all day, as you guys know, and you go crazy. Um, you know, we got back in studio a couple months ago, so that's been great. It's still just a couple of days a week, but I'm going crazy. 
I'm not even going to lie. It's, yeah. it's like, it's especially when we're solo. We yeah, we're yeah. solo. And we're solo, you know? We do this job. We do this job because we like to go out and do stuff and tell stories. And we're solo. We're solo in our homes. And <laughs> I mean, I get that. That's the hardest hard. part for Shango, me, too. Shango, and single quarantine sucks. Because oh. believe me, if we weren't in COVID, I would have been like, Danielle, to pick a day, I will drive up there and we could do, you know, like we could, yeah. I told her yesterday, I'm like, oh, I wish we could have wine together. Yeah. Because, you know, I love that too. I'm such an extrovert. I love being around people. And it's, that has been the most challenging part for yeah. me. What have you guys learned about yourselves during this time when you aren't having to be out? Like, have you been able to, because Every, we all have opportunities, whatever we decide to do with that opportunity, whether it's an opportunity to just lay low and just be like have extra downtime or whether it's an opportunity to do anything else. Have you guys learned anything about yourself or taken advantage of these opportunities to do anything else, to try anything new, to learn a different skill, anything like that? I see Danielle say it's like. Because you're killing, you're killing me here. I'm like, wow. Uh... Oh, D- I, okay, I Danny did not expect me to ask like real questions. <laughs> She's asking the hard questions. You're asking the hard questions. I did go to journalism I school. <laughs> I was a chef. Um, I tried to plant something. I tried yeah. working out again. Um, what else have I tried? <laughs> you know what I learned about myself? I got to get out of this apartment. That's what I learned. Yeah. <laughs> I got to get out of this apartment and find a man. That's what I got. <laughs> you and that's me what both. <laughs> what about you, Malou? <laughs> you know what? That's a, that's a great question. I, I discovered that I do enjoy and appreciate my alone time. I come from a big family, you know, huge family, lots of friends, grew up. Um, raised in the Bay Area where, you know, everyone is, everyone close to me, but I learned that I really do like just QT, quiet time. It's nice. It's nice. And it's, I mean, it's, it's thinking beyond, like, I think you take this time too to think of, like, what's beyond this, you know? Yeah. Kind of, because we don't know, like, we've been very fortunate. We still have jobs, and a lot of people haven't been able to sustain, maintain their employment and that type of thing, and it's kind of like, well, what's next? is what I think about a lot. Yeah. This could be taken away from us at any time, you know, with this climate. So. And and enjoy. LA where it's really locked down even more than San Diego. Yeah. And she's in, well, San Francisco, well, you guys were locked down before us, but then you got good and they let up, but we just have been horrible the whole time. So they were like, "Uh, (laughs) you get no privilege. (laughs) So yeah, they, they I was in San Francisco right now. They shut down the indoor dining, so there's no more indoor dining. It was open and then um, for like 25% capacity, and so now it's just a no. So it's only outdoor dining, uh, outdoor gyms. But it's, it's, it's hard. I don't even think I remember how to socialize anymore outdoors. Like, I, I, haven't, been, I haven't been to a restaurant in ages. That's what I'm saying. It's like one of the things I've learned, it's like it is cool to have more one-on-one time with people or even being alone. I'm always a big group kind of person, a lot of, a lot of people um, you know, having a good time, but now it's kind of cool. Like you get to do this one-on-one stuff, but yeah, I I was the same. I always wanted to be out at events at this, at that. Like my mom says, like, I'm always out in la calle, always out in the street. Street. (laughs) 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 And, And this time it like, yeah, it totally, I totally have appreciated, like I felt like I've got to learn a lot about myself because I'm so extroverted. So at the beginning, mentally, it was very challenging. And not to say that it's not ever, like I've gotten over that completely, but I think I've learned like like, to appreciate the quiet, but I like the hectic too. So I, I do miss the hectic. I'm very fortunate. My, I live in a really small complex. There's only like seven units. So all of my neighbors have been working from home. So we get to kind of associate with each other, right? Hang out. We've had a couple of cookouts. We've had a couple of different things like that. But yeah, that's been the hardest thing is like just not being out and meeting new people. Actually, I can't say that. Meeting new people in the traditional sense, because I have met 
so many new people just through the podcast. Like doing this has honestly been one of the things that has kept me sane. Yeah. It's having interaction. Connection, yeah. Well, yeah, having some sort of connection and not just like a surface connection because I try and really get to know people and, and share their stories because it's so important within, you know, communities of color that we're able to understand each other and hear each other's stories. And that's really why I created this podcast to begin with and to have more excuses to drink wine. (laughs) You know, I tell her, but I tell everyone, you know, 2020 was a bitch because I was like, I was on my stride. Like I broke, I got out of a relationship and I'm like, Oh, this man's coming this year. I'm finding well, I'm going to go out and da, 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 da. And then March 17th hit and they were like, stay your ass inside. And I was like, okay, yep. this will well, be Danny, go ahead. This plug, will be a month. Plug what this you want in a man month. right now. You never know. <laughs> Manifest Malou's that trying girl. To, Malou's trying to get me on Bumble and I've been procrastinating because I'm like, I just don't feel like making a profile. But I was like, yesterday I was like, all right, I got to make this Bumble just do it and get with do it. it. It's just so fun. It. You're, you're the one who gets to sit there and go like this. It's awesome. she gave me my last when when we're talking about wine and being out my last like outside experience with a group of people was with Malou for my birthday I went to Napa and it was like a maybe it was at sometimes four to five or six of us depending on where we were going but we did the whole Napa thing we were in Yontville and we went to restaurants that were outside and we did the whole thing and that was the last time I've been with people and that was in August yeah, because well, I, I think you went literally right because I drove up in August right when the fires were starting when I was when we got into San Francisco. Exactly. That's when I got into San Francisco. And then we drove from San Francisco to Santa Barbara, spent the night, and then I dropped my nephews off at my parents. I'm like, bye. <laughs> <laughs> what was your favorite part? Okay, actually, I'm going to ask both of you your thing. Malou, what is your, because I'm, Pretty sure this is not your first time in Napa. Danny, that was your first time, right? In Napa. What was your guys' favorite part? That was like my second time. Second but time? I'll let Malou go. I'll let Malou. Uh, you know what? I'm going to say it really quick because I don't have experience. I should like, um, I can't say this, but I'm going to say it. <laughs> That's I can't, part. but I am. Those we are my favorite. The, those are my favorite confessions. <laughs> we, we went to the French Laundry Shh. I know it's uh, like a really bad place to be right now. Uh, yeah. You weren't there with the governor, right? <laughs> See, it was, it was, it was fucking good. It was good. Dude, okay, I've always wanted to go there. Like, is it, is it the hype? Like, is it worth the hype? Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. You're asking me what my favorite is in Napa. That's a hard one. That's, yeah. Well, what are, you don't have to say, like, what are, do you go back? Do you always try and go to a different place when you go to Napa or do you have like your staples? Oh, Danny has something to say. <laughs> no, you I have my, one because you took me. Yeah. I definitely have my staples, but yeah, we went to Sonoma, uh, Dunham, D-O-N-U-M. And they have this outdoor art walk basically of like hundreds of millions of dollars worth of amazing art. I mean, it's just beautiful. And they specialize in Pinots and, uh, from Carneros and Russian, uh, Russian River. Because the way that the water hits the grapes right there, it does something to the, to, the, to the Pinot. I don't know how they grow them or whatever, but the Pinot is delicious. So Donham is one of my favorite places. But that's in Sonoma. It's not Napa. Right. Have you in been Napa. to, yeah, in Napa? Yeah, I, don't know the di- I don't even know the difference. I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that place. What do I love in Napa? Um, I love so much in Napa. I like Joseph Was Pride Phelps. in Napa or was that Sonoma too? So Pride is, yeah, Pride is Sonoma, Napa, both, uh, both, ca- both counties. Pride is, yeah, that's a good one. I almost forgot. <laughs> have, yeah, you that's really- hit, have you hit up any of the um, Oregon wineries yet? Uh, no, I was telling Danny, I've never been to Oregon, but I want to go there for the Pinots or Washington. Oh my gosh, like they're Pino? so Do you like Pinots? I love Pinot. My sister Brown in... Uh, <laughs> what'd you say sorry i'm gonna let you finish she was naming off brands was it the casa brown Wait, yeah costa brown costa, costa brown costa, costa brown. brown no i haven't tried that no, okay that's just tell it me what I, I don't need to i don't drink red and that is good she sent me that okay so i'm sorry i'm interrupting but this is what malou is she's the person if you're like i like da 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 she's like i have a brand and i'm going to send you a case 
It's not like you try the bottle. <laughs> Go get a delivery and like, it'll be like 10 bottles of wine. It's like, okay, thank you. Lou, I, I, I will always happily accept those types of gifts. <laughs> yeah, send me your address. You know, what's funny is Danny in the beginning, like she never even said like, it dawned on me that I never really asked her, wait, what do you like? And even when I was sending her reds or whatever, and she's like, oh, I like whites. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> 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 you still took all the reds too. I was just like, okay, now I'm only going to send you whites and champagne and sparkling now. Yeah, Costa you know, Brown, I love Costa here's Brown. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. What I've realized, because I would say, oh, I don't, I'm not a big white person. I'm not a big whatever. It's you have to find the thing that fits your palate. There are probably there's a lot of reds out there that I'm sure you will like, Danny, but you just have to find the right ones. You just have that's why it's always good to taste. Don't ever say no, just taste it to see if it fits your palate. That's something that I've learned because I have found a lot of whites that I actually do really like because I'm not a sweet person. There's actually part of our wine tasting. We did, um, a, we did a Chardonnay. I normally do not like Chardonnays. They're too buttery. They're too like heavy on my palate. I just am not a Chardonnay person. There's a Chardonnay from Yamas Family Wine. It's a Latino owned brown uh, winery. And their Chardonnay, instead of doing it, they do them in like neutral barrels. And it's so instead of like that French oak in order to make it really buttery, it is very like light and citrusy. Chardonnay to me is like always, you have to have something with it. You don't with this one. And everybody was like, wow, this is, this is not what I expected that. And it was really, really good. Where's the winery you were just talking about? Santa Barbara, Santa Maria, Um, Yamas is in Napa. Yamas family. It's in Napa? Yeah. Oh. There's so many, like, because I think with everything we've talked a lot about, like, even on my website, I have a list of, like, Black-owned wineries and stuff like that. There's, like, a hundred of them. But what is that? What's your website? I want to, I want to check that it's, out. It's uh, thewineandchismepodcast.com. Okay. Yeah. And, but a lot of people don't realize that there's Latino wines as well. There's, like, all these Latino wineries. And so that's kind of what I'm trying to help promote as well but they're really good and a lot of like times they're very small independent wineries just like a lot of black wineries they're very small independent and they're not in retail spaces so they're losing all of these potential sales because nobody can you know the the tasting rooms aren't open you can only do stuff outside it's very limited but they there's so many wine small wineries that are doing really really great wines and they're not really expensive they don't have you know you don't have to spend fifty dollars I mean you can there's some really wonderful fifty dollar wines right (laughs) but there's also some really good like blends there's some really good like um we're doing a wine tasting on the 16th of December which this will come out after that but it's a new winery he just launched during COVID and it's called mm. Say Soles Wines. It's out of Lodi, of all places. Apparently, Lodi okay. is like an up and It's country. booming. It's yes. booming. Lodi is by Sacramento. What's Lodi? It's Lodi a city. Is by Sac- <laughs> it's, Lodi is by Sacramento. It's close to Sacramento and Stockton, and it's flat. So they're growing all these grapes out there. This wide open, flat field. I don't know what it does to the grapes, but we're talking like hot, like sun, sun, sun all day hitting those grapes. Yeah. Like 110 degree weather. Um, I'm trying to remember the one that I like out of Lodi though. There are a couple that I really like out of Lodi. Yeah. It's like a new booming place. It's really awesome. And sea smoke. It's sea smoke. Sea smoke. Sea smoke. Okay. I'm going to have to remember that. (laughs) We're just going to have to send emails back and forth so I can remember all these. Sea smoke. S-E-A smoke. That's one of my favorites. What kind of varietal were you getting from there? Uh, That's a cab. And I think they have a Zen. They might even have a Zen. Like a white Zen Vendo? No, it's no. a red wine. Red. <laughs> oh, I was like, so I'm, I, I'm trying to look at my, my I, wine thing. I was like, I there's a lot of wine I cannot stand, and um, why Zinfandel is one of those. <laughs> yes. Don't ever like if you say uh, uh, yes, and then it's like offering me Riesling. It's like no, go away. Oh, Riesling's too sweet. You, I feel like you get the pucker. Like the pucker. Yeah, Riesling's too drinkers. sweet. It's not wine. It's like go have a grape juice. Go have a glass of juice. <laughs> like it's not wine. 
But yeah, but look, don't get me wrong. I drink red wine, but I'm like in this thing where if I'm at home and I'm doing whatever, I want to drink what I want to drink. Like if I'm at dinner, if I'm at your house and you offer me like a glass of red or, you know, I'm going to drink it. I drink it. I like it. But if I go buy something, I'm not buying red. Yeah. Well, one of the good things about wine is we like what we like. So some people are like, give me the barefoot for $5. That's cool. Yeah. Right? Like, I, who, I'm not some this person down here that, no, that's not this person. <laughs> no, and that's okay, too. That is okay, her friend, too. Her friends will beat her. They will put her on a stake. That's why she puts a sleeve on it. I know what she does. She puts it in one of those, I, like, cooler things. I, I graduated. You, saw, you know what? Saw it? <laughs> I, I, I graduated, though. I used to be all white, like, all white wine, same kind of thing. But you're going you're gonna to change. You're totally going to change. You'll, you'll be taking like all these reds and those Rieslings. It's like a Riesling. It's like, you want that with spicy food. That, those aren't drink alone wines. That's what I love about California wines. They're all drink alones. You can yes. drink them alone. You don't have to pair them with anything. Have you had, so there's this place down the street for me, this wine bar down this, like literally a block away. I could walk over there and he really likes to have a lot of different types of wine. So I actually had a Georgian wine, wine from Georgia. Yeah, the country, not the state, like uh, from the Georgia region. Like over. Yeah, yeah, like overseas. Um, I had a, what kind of wine? Like he was giving me all kinds of like, like it was like a Croatian wine or something like that. They, but they were so good. They were so good. And he likes really, I'll, I'll send you them because they're on my website, but I'll send here, here. Here's a question for you. What is, and it doesn't have to be about price all the time, but what is the most expensive <laughs> bottle of wine or glass of wine or whatever that you've ever had or tried? Not that I've bought. And was it worth not, it? It's not that you not. bought or that you were able to sample. Because <laughs> those, those are the kind of experiences that I always remember. It's like Ooh. someone bought a $20,000 bottle of wine and they gave me a taste. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so when I went, I think when I went to Napa, um, the, so I'm working with the Mexican American Vintners Association and I had reached out to them. And when I went to Napa, they're like, well, let's, we'll take you out to dinner. And I was like, okay. So they like wined and dined me. It was awesome. I'm not gonna lie. It was awesome. I went to this awesome restaurant and they all brought their bottles of wine. And I know one of the cabs was like $120. Mm. Yeah. Do you I didn't which pay for that. They bought my dinner. They bought everything. <laughs> but it was so good. Like all of the wine that we tasted was so good. And I told Danny the other day, I said, I'm so glad I get to do this and try all these wines and people send me wines because I would not be able to afford to do the podcast if I had to buy all of these wines. <laughs> and there's all, and I try to be really honest, right? Like this wine is, is really good. This bandle, this French wine, it's really good, but there's been some, like, I'm not a grapefruit person and I can pick out grapefruit like that when it's in a wine and I'm like, uh, it has grapefruit. I don't like it. If it's like, oh, we have chocolatey notes, I try and stay away from that because I don't like chocolate. So I know I see your face. I know I'm a weirdo. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm a savory like. person. Like I'm wine, okay. cheese, popcorn. If somebody, look, if somebody wants to marry me, take me to a Chargers game, feed me wine, cheese, and popcorn, <laughs> and I will say yes. <laughs> <laughs> you got to drive to LA now. Yeah, I know. For that Chargers game. But yeah. Well, nowhere, no driving right now. No going anywhere right now. <laughs> I had to, let me just be real. I had to have a morning period before I continued to be a Charger fan. But I don't buy anything that says Los Angeles on it. If it just says Chargers or if it just says Bolts, I will wear it. But if it says Los Angeles, no, my mom even gave me a mask and I, Picked off the Los Angeles part, and it just is oh. <laughs> Well, Malou, what if, well, no, you like Niners, so you don't worry about Oakland, right? You don't, I mean, excuse me, Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm a Niners fan. What about and you, I'm Danny? Not a, I'm, not a, I'm not a Raider hater, but. I'm a, oh, I am a Raider hater. I am definitely Poor not a Raider hater, but I'm a Niner, big time Niner faithful. See, I don't know those things. I'm a Philadelphia Eagles fan. And, oh, so you, you, know, are, you hate the Cowboys. Coast, you hate the Cowboys. Um, well, 
everyone should hate the Cowboys. Basically. <laughs> like, everyone should hate the Cowboys. Every, everyone hates the Cowboys. Either you're a fan or you hate them. They're not just like, eh. But on East Coast, um, it's just funny being out here because we, we just don't pay attention to, I hate to say that, we don't pay attention to West Coast uh, teams. So when I came, when, you know, coming out here and I'm like, I'm watching the games on Sunday. I'm like, what's this crap? I got to watch the Rams and the Chargers and the freaking <laughs> Niners all day. I mean, it's just <laughs> the weirdest. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> You're welcome. No, Oh wait. And then on a special day, I get to see the Cardinals. That's a, those games are great. <laughs> said no one said no one, said no one. Said no one. when was the last like, time anybody was excited about a cardinals game i don't know but for some reason you guys sorry cardinals fans TV. yeah sorry cardinals fans. not really but okay yeah. thank you so you feel my pain i'm like uh okay sure we'll do this <laughs> so what wines have you guys been wanting to try that you haven't tried yet or you wait let me turn that around on you first Malu what's the most expensive wine that you've tried and daddy what's the most expensive wine you guys have tried I don't even remember the name of it but it was a French wine and it was from 1926 and there's a restaurant like celebrity chef here his name is Michael his name is Michael Mina and he called me one night this is like four or five years ago of course I was out in the city He's like, you got to come over here. Um, this friend of mine is opening a bottle of some French. I don't know. I, I'm not good at French wines. Is opening a bottle. Um, and it's $20,000. I was like, what? what? So I was like, wow. okay. So I rushed over to uh, Michael Mina's. And yeah. So they had to let it. I, I'm not kidding you too. Like they, were, they had security bring the bottle out to this man. So I was there. Uh, another friend of mine. And they opened that bottle. It was red. And they let it breathe for, I don't know, I want to say like an hour. And then when they finally poured it, I'm not kidding you. I, I, it took me like an hour to drink that glass only because I wanted to savor every moment. But it was delicious. It's very smooth. It didn't taste old. But from 1926, it was $20,000. Wow. If I tell you the name, all the wine connoisseurs are going to be like, you idiot, Malou. Everyone knows what that wine is. <laughs> <laughs> But it's from well, like 1926. We, we're, we're a bunch of um, novice wine lovers here. So nobody will be like, oh my gosh, Jessica, can you believe that? Because then yeah. I'd be like, why are you, if you're, if you're a wine snob, I don't know, you must be listening for the stories because it's not because I'm a wine professional. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not a wine, I'm not a wine snob. But you know, what, don't you think though, that when you do try those other ones, it's like, I don't, I'm not even sure it's worth it. You know what I mean? Like, it's just when you get into that kind of range, like even if it was like 300 or $500 a bottle yeah. or like Opus or hundred acre, all those screaming Eagle, you're like, really? Someone buy me that please. And I'll taste it. You know what? <laughs> I'm Actually, not buying it. I might have lied to you in regards to the most expensive wine I've tried because I worked for a nonprofit that they do a, they call it um, Napa and Newport where they do this fundraiser. And so they bring all these Napa vintners in and these are like, and they do super high-end wines. So I've tried, like I've got, I got drunk at that event. Let's be real. Like when you have like 50 vintners there who are just like, here you go, try this wine. So, and I, so I don't know. I'm sure there was some, I know there was some very, very, very pricey wines that I got to taste, but Honestly, when I think you're right when you say like sometimes it doesn't feel like it's worth it because I mean there's some wines that are like thirty bucks that I like better than a two hundred dollar bottle of wine. Yeah, yeah. And I think I'll it's only the because there's so yeah. many left. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, you no, know, you said there's only so many bottles of 1926 wine left. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I'll go the I'll look it up. Say the cheapest wine I've ever had. It was probably like uh, what was it they sell at Trader Joe's. Oh, two buck chuck. Two buck chuck. Yeah. Two buck chuck. Yeah. We we, we look at both. I've I've had that that. too. I've had that too. (laughs) I'll go that direction. Not bad either. No, it's not. It's actually not. It's not. It's not bad. And I I always keep an extra bottle of it to use for cooking as well. Cooking wine. 
Yeah. It's a cooking wine for sure. <laughs> I mean, you know, you can, it doesn't need to be, it doesn't need to be fancy. It doesn't need to be crazy. I think ultimately it's whatever you like, but I've pretty much, when I go buy wine, I, I realized, cause I used to stay within like the 10, like 10, 12, maybe $15 range. And now I've upped it a little. <laughs> if I actually buy wine, I'm like, okay, let me go a little bit, a little bit more, but you could, you can taste the difference. Sometimes $3 on a bottle makes a really big difference, but once yeah. you hit a certain point, I feel like it doesn't always make a difference. I feel like sometimes it's, and it's, and that cost is in the packaging. Get, get, yeah. Get it in the box then. Um, yeah, this, it was crazy. 1921, 1921 Chateau Lafleur, uh, Pomerol, Pomerol. Oh, wow. 1921. It even looks fancy. Wow. Yeah. That was, that was crazy. When was um, that? But the, um, this was in 2012. That's, that's a long story. But the man who, who bought that wine, he ended up getting a divorce and his wife ended up on Dr. Phil. <laughs> I think he was trying to spend all his money before he got a divorce. That's why I was like saying that. Who would buy a twenty thousand dollar bottle of wine? I mean, no matter how rich oh my you God. are, yeah. that is just ridiculous. Twenty thousand dollars for a bottle of wine? His yeah. his 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 bar bill that night was like ninety grand. Oh my gosh! I and I was like, hey, we'll anymore. drink this, but that doesn't mean you're getting lucky tonight. <laughs> did you spend? <laughs> Thank you. But thanks. You're like, my, my palate got lucky, but you not. <laughs> <laughs> Just to be clear. <laughs> I'll be totally clear here. Well, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to break up the party in a second because my phone is blowing up a little bit. Yeah. Um, I know. I see you guys, I see guys looking. I, I know. I think, I, think, I think that they're asking us the same questions probably. <laughs> Can well, you tell I would them? be remiss if I did not ask you. So there's just a couple questions and then. Yeah, absolutely. You know. So I would be remiss if I did not ask you, like, what has been your favorite celebrity? Inter I'm sure you can't say your least favorite. If you want to say your least favorite, I will totally take that cheese, man. Oh, I'll tell been, you. oh, please tell me who has been your favorite and your least favorite celebrity to interview. Everyone is great and wonderful. Um, I will say I won't call them my least favorite favorite. Let's call it the worst interview. Right. OK, well, we'll say that. I don't know what happened to Lisa Kudrow when she came on the show, but really? it was an epic fail. It was like, it was not, it wasn't good. It Which, wasn't what good. was she trying to promote? I don't think she knew. Um, <laughs> oh my God. I'm sorry. I'm going to get fired and cast, <laughs> cast outside of, you know, and I, and we all have bad days. Like I had a bad day this morning. We all have bad days and we can't figure it out, but it was like, we were asking her questions and it was kind of like, she kind of spaced out. So I don't know if it was just like, she was having a bad day or whatever, but you know, we know, but we don't know the people, we know people through what we see on TV. Right. right. So it's like, oh my God, this isn't what I see on friends. What's going on. But yeah. Well, and who has been your favorite? Was it Blair Underwood? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was. Well, that, what would have been better if she was like sitting right next to him. I know. <laughs> so, <laughs> damn you, COVID. I know. <laughs> uh, now I feel bad. I shouldn't have said that about Lisa, should I? Like, look at the like. Mm. <laughs> oh, I, I like how you said it, though. It wasn't that you, you liked her the least. It was that wasn't your best interview. <laughs> yeah, it was It was that a was weird, yeah, fair. it wasn't the best interview. It was It was very weird. So it could it could have been us. It could have been her. It was us together. But um, Blair Underwood, and I'm good. Yeah, he was good. <laughs> you know who was really fun, too? Joel McHale was really fun. He's I just came across him the other day. He was on there. He was really, he was really funny. He was really funny. He, he was fun like to talk to. Be. I watch mm -hmm. him on the on when he is guest hosting on the Mass Singer too, mm. and he's always hilarious. And yeah. I would, I feel like I just like he's one of those people like you feel like you want to be friends with, but you're like. I wouldn't want to ever put him on the spot. Like I, you wouldn't, you expect him to be on, but then you're like, Oh, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't want to like make him feel uncomfortable being just yeah. waiting, just waiting for him to crack something. <laughs> yeah, no, he was really, he was, he was a lot of fun. 
But there's like a lot of funny people. He was funny. Dion Cole was really fun. He's on uh, Blackish. Um, you know, he plays uh, what's his face on there? Charlie, I think that's the name. Oh yeah, and he's the he's also the old spa, old spice guy. Old spice guy, the old spice. Yeah, he was he was fun. So yeah, there's like a lot of different people. I don't know, Malou, who did you like? You know me. I'm not a big celebrity interviewer or crusher. Mike Rowe was great. Oh, you're funny. Um, <laughs> for me, it was. It wasn't, I didn't actually get the interview, but it was actually being in the locker room with Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo, oh, yeah, yeah. quarterback on the 49ers and talking to him for all of like 30 seconds or a minute. But are you sad? Like, Cause he's like, that, I wasn't allowed to, to, to uh, record anything or do anything, but at least I got to talk to him. So for me, is that he was as good jealous. looking as in, in person. Oh my gosh. That man is hot. <laughs> did he have yeah. just a towel on or did he have on his clothes? Uh, Actually, no, he didn't have a shirt on, but he had on his, uh, he had on his briefs. Yeah. It was, yeah. I was like, you know, cause there's, there's, as you guys know, there's this, the rules in the locker room on who you can and cannot talk to. And so no one was talking to him. So I went up to him. I'm like, are we allowed to talk to you right now? And he goes, no, he goes, my press day is tomorrow. And I went, oh, can I get a selfie with you? <laughs> <laughs> did you take, wait, did you take Did one? you get it? Uh, and he goes, I'm not allowed to. And he goes, but I really like your shirt, which was, you know, Ooh. his whole, his whole, his whole Jimmy G stuff. Whatever yeah, feels great. Like, but I feels I, you like my shirt. Great, I can baby. take it off. I, yeah, it feels cool. <laughs> I can give great, it to you. <laughs> but, you know, everyone else, all you know, all the colleagues are looking like, what the hell are you doing over there, Malou? I'm like, hey, there is no way I'm not going to talk to this man without his shirt on right now. Girl, you got to shoot your no shot. One, no one's not. No one's talking to him. I'm going to say something. <laughs> That's what I like. Uh, well, how can people get like obviously California Live on what is it just San Diego, LA, San Francisco, or are you guys in other affiliate markets as well? Um, no, right now that's all. Um, yeah, it's LA, San, uh, Bay Area, and San Diego. And but I feel like in California that covers like every ounce. Like if you live much. in wherever you live, you're except gonna get for, one of those for, uh, cities. Yeah, except for Sacramento. A Lodi. <laughs> it's not there. It goes as Come north on, as Lodi. Get, get on it, San Francisco, yeah. Sacramento. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Yeah. And if people what about want Fresno, without huh? Fresno, so, no Fresno. Fresno? No. Fresno? No. Okay, Fresno. Get on it too. Okay, Fresno. But Fres- if you're in Fresno or Sacramento, you can't get Bay Area stations at all. You can't. You don't. You don't get Cal. You don't get California Live. No, that's why. You know, as aspiring journalists and TV people, that those are the markets that we'd go to to try to rise to the top. <laughs> you go to Sacramento, you go to Fresno. Oh, and no Monterey. To, yeah, or Bakersfield or like Ew. Palm Springs. <laughs> 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 but you know what? If people really want to see it, they will find a way. And you guys cover a lot of stuff in regards to things to do, obviously celebrity lifestyle stuff from top to bottom in California. How can people follow you, reach you if they want to on Instagram? Danielle, Danny, what's your Instagram handle? My Instagram handle, because there's apparently another Danielle Nottingham out there. There is? What? Whatever. Yeah. And I (laughs) think she's, I, I, yeah, I've investigated and she's like some, uh, it looks like a young white lady from someplace else the complete opposite of me but she's danielle nottingham too so don't get us confused but it's an underscore danielle nottingham <laughs> yes so if you come across a daniel a danielle nottingham who is a young white lady that is not danielle that's not me <laughs> <laughs> if she's got that damn handle damn her she's smart she was quick <laughs> and uh, how can people follow you what is your instagram Mine is Malou Nubla. N-U-B-L-A. Yeah, M-A-L-O-U. M-A-L-O-U-N-U-B-I-A. And I've never met another Malou ever. I've never met another Malou. there's another Malou in the world. Is there? There are a lot of Malous. It's a very Filipino name. I'm sure my friends will know Malous. Yeah. Yes. It's short for Maria Luisa. Maria Luisa. Oh. I did not know that. Well, mm-hmm. I know you guys have to go. I appreciate you guys taking this 
time to hang out with me and I was like oh we'll get a little bit of their story but I feel like we're just going to be talking about wine which is exactly what we did so yeah I appreciate it I had a good time nice to have these like light because we tell a lot of stories that people go through a lot of things so it's always nice to have some of these really just fun light episodes to you know bring just happiness and smiles to everybody thank you you yeah, guys are and Lisa, awesome. we love you. We love Phoebe. We love you. Mwah, mwah. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Wine and Cheese Med Podcast. For more information on today's guest, please see the show notes for links to websites and social media channels. You can check out all things Wine and Cheese Med on our website, thewineandcheesemedpodcast.com. There, you will find the names of wines I drink each episode, as well as additional information on me, the podcast, and you can even apply to be a guest straight from there. You can also find us on social media at The Wine and Cheesemate on Instagram and at The Wine and Cheesemate Podcast on Facebook. Remember, if you want to hear more Wine and Cheesemate, please subscribe, rate, and review. Five-star ratings are appreciated and those positive reviews are appreciated even more. Until next time, saludos.